It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Greg Reed. Greg, welcome to the show. Welcome to Become Your Own Superhero. And we are here, and you are a superhero. I've been following you, keeping my eyes on everything you're doing and touching lives. I cannot believe how many segments you've already done of the show. Congratulations. Well, thanks very much. We've got another fan in San Diego. It seems like San Diego is a real hot spot of activity, uh, particularly in the speaker and the, the motivational training scene. What is it? Is it the water? You know, probably because it's the greatest place to live in uh, California, let alone the United States of America. So people flock here and it's it's kind of like the hub. Yeah, you're right. Personal growth, personal development. It's all right here within our sphere of influence. Probably within 20 mile radius is I'd say majority, 80% of all major speakers. Isn't that wild? It's uh, yeah, it's extraordinary. Uh, and do you know what, Greg, in, in reading about you and learning as much as I can, as I like to, as I love to do with my guests, uh, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between you and I, and it's not just the hair for those that are just say, listening. I, I was going to say, we get two for one little buzz cuts. Because your background is extraordinary. You started out with a, in a career running your own advertising um, company, and then you've gone down this pathway. You've ended up being uh, as part of included in, in more than 100 books. You've produced and directed multiple uh, blockbuster films, uh, you got a star on the the walk in Las Vegas. Uh, what else? Have you got an, an album coming out soon that we don't know about? You know, it's funny you say that. My son does, or he did. Last year when he was a kid, he was seven, he's eight now. He had the number one spoken album on Amazon uh, for uh, rap music, but it basically took a mantra, he says, before he goes to bed. And a buddy of mine added music, hip hop music, and it went on to become a bestseller. Isn't that wild? Where can we, what's it called? How can we check this out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that one's called The Reed Boys, but he has his own Spotify channel. His name's Colt Reed. And he's, his track right now is called I'm the Businessman. And he's just crushing it out there. But he says this mantra before he goes to bed. He goes, my name's Colt. I'm happy. I'm powerful. I'm brave. I'm wise. I'm worthy. I'm successful. I help people. My name's Colt. And that's how he goes to bed. And so every time we go to events, people would ask him to do this chant. So like I said, he made it like a little track and went off to become a success. This is so brilliant. Uh, now, I've already thanked you a couple of times off air for the amazing impact you've already had in my life, but there's one other thing I'm going to publicly thank you for, and that's for uh, introducing me back to Kevin Sorbo. Uh, I was watching your your amazing movie, uh, which Pass is called it Pass It On. Pass It On, right? It's, uh, it's How old is the movie? Oh, 15? I mean, it was interesting. When The Secret came out years ago, 
all my, because fr- again, we're all in the same little pool right here. Those are all my friends in the movie. I go, where am I on casting day, right? <laughs> so I made a rebuttal film because I knew it wasn't all about law of attraction. It was about the law of action, the law of gestation, the law of all these different things. So uh, I did pass it on where I brought the same people where they could expand their teachings and the belief systems. So, you know, people could understand exactly what it takes because it's the action of the law of attraction that makes your dreams true. You think it, feel it, get off your butt, take action. You got to do it. Okay, well, let's explore this a little bit further. What is P plus T times A2 plus wow. Yeah, that's interesting. No, no one's asked me that in a dozen years. So that's that, that came from one of my best-selling books called Three Feet from Gold. And it's about a success equation. And I went around and I started interviewing people to find out if there was an actionable step for the people that live a purpose-filled life. Napoleon Hill always talked about and think and grow rich, live a you know purposeful life. I go, but how do you do it? And now this has nothing to do with money, by the way. So I'm going to give you a complete different answer for that one. But when it comes to living a purpose-filled life where you feel like your life's on point, whether you're a teacher, a nurse, a fireman, you feel like you're giving back to society, you follow this. It's P plus T times A squared plus F is success. Sounds like a math test. It's super easy. There's a... Uh, TV show in America called like uh, America's Got Talent or, you know, one of these type of things. And these kids show up and they're full of the P, which stands for passion, right? But they're missing the T, which stands for talent. So you can be the most passionate singer in the world, but if you suck, you're not going to have success in your life. But if you're passionate and you have the T talent, things start lining up. But without the first A, you can forget about it. And that's action. You got to do something with that God-given gift. But if you're passionate about singing and you're talented and you're willing to pay your dues and take action, you need the second A, which is association. It's about opening the doors of opportunity that you couldn't normally get in for yourself and having the F faith that that's your journey you're destined upon. But if you're passionate about singing, you're talented, you're willing to pay your dues, you align with someone in the industry and you knew you're on track, guess what? Those are the people that live the purpose-filled life. It's it's an unbelievable book, by the way, uh, and I haven't quite finished it in f- with full disclosure. Yeah, well, I'm a I'm a first jerk the the first few chapters, but you grow to like. <laughs> I'm past that part, but it's uh, I was given Think and Grow Rich uh, by a good friend of mine a couple of years ago, and it's funny, you know, how you sort of as you evolve in life, and if you you know if you're a part of a growth mindset, it's when you go back to look at some particular books that really. They, they they shine from a different light. I, I suppose check, my question. Check, check this one out. So this is the uh, this is one of the original versions back in the day when I started working with Napoleon Hill Foundation. They pulled it off the shelf and gave it to me. It's the last one I think he signed before he passed away. It's pretty jiggity jaggedy. Wow, pretty cool, right? That's and awesome. I'll, and I'll show you something that's really cool that ugh, very few people have ever seen. I got this bouncy ball. When Napoleon Hill went around, they went into the back archives and they found these checks. And this was written on Napoleon Hill Foundation, where he hand wrote himself a reimbursement check, signed it for about going around and uh, promoting Think and Grow Rich. So he reimbursed himself $135 for flights. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? It's it's unbelievable. And the, the letters that Napoleon Hill, some of which I've been able to read, uh, that he wrote his wife. I feel like I could have written them to my fiance. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> How many Trust of those me. have you written to your wife? 
I know. Well, it depends which wife we're talking about, but I've had a few of them. And I think we've all <laughs> gotten, gotten one of those things. Hey, I want to I share a, a little aha. And I don't know if you're going to get to this, but I, I got to share it because this has been weighing on my, my brain lately. I did a book a few years ago called Wealth Made Easy. And I interviewed people worth $100 million to a $1 billion. And I kept saying, you know, what's your wealth hack? And I got to sit down with you know, Lamb- Mr. Lamborghini all the way to the guy who started all these different corporations. And he said, what it came down to is one thing called CPC. And I wish I would have learned this when I was 20 years old. And so this is the one aha I want people to take away. CPC is an acronym that stands for Clues, C, P, Patterns, C, Choices. It's about accountability and responsibility for every single thing that happens. It's your fault. Stop blaming other people. And so I'm a single guy. <laughs> again, X, Y, right? So, but if I go out on a first date and the woman happens to be 20 minutes late, anything could have happened, but that's a little red flag. It's a clue. Mm-hmm. But if I go on the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, she's always 20 minutes late. That forms the P, which is a pattern. Now it's my C choice, whether I deal with it, yell at her, break up, but it's not her fault. She's just late. Stop trying to change people to fit in your own little box. But we see people with a bad reputation in business. They cheat your best friend. You do business thinking it'll be different. And when things go wrong, you're mad at the person. You saw the clue. You saw the pattern. You saw the choice. It's like seeing a rattlesnake rattle, bite your kid's sister. You go to pet it, get bit, and you're mad at the snake. Looking back, rarely are we angry of the relationships that you know didn't go good or the business practices that failed. We're just mad that we stayed in too long because we saw the clue. We saw the pattern, but we made our choices late. The timing of this is so interesting, and it's a it's an amazing point, Greg. I, I had a, a friend of mine uh, who I haven't spoken to for about a year and a half who reached out to me after seeing something that I'd shared on LinkedIn that had some themes of what you're talking about, and his wife had just left him six months ago, three kids, just totally out of the blue. And, and I was trying to lend an empathetic ear, but I just said to him, you know, was there any signs? And he said, no, you know, it just came out of the blue. And then I think as he started to think about it, there was a whole litany of signs. The The dating one's a really interesting one. Uh, before I met my beautiful fiance Anna uh, in the streets of Melbourne, Stone Cold Sober, which all of my audience have heard many times before, I was a prolific dater as well, Greg, and I went on more than 150 first dates. And I suppose my question to you is, what is this process of dating taught you about your own life? Well, first of all, 150, you're an amateur. So that's cute. And uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's nice for training wheels. But let me just tell you, <laughs> things, things are different out here. It, it's so funny. Getting a date's easy, but finding someone that you connect with and resonate with is a completely different animal, right? Yeah. And I think the older we get and the more mature we get, we're very specific in, in our direction and, and our Geiger counter of what we're, we're, we're seeking. So for myself, I'm always looking for right now um, the synergetic flow where basically my pillow talk of dream fantasy is after you have your intimate connection, your pillow talk should be about how you're going to change the world, you know, what we're going to do. And finding someone with that balance is, is a little bit difficult in today's marketplace, at least so far. But that's that's the, the interpretation and the direction that I'm going. And I know we're going to switch gears a little bit here, but for those of you who aren't familiar with my work, I just got to give you a little background because we're talking about this. Napoleon Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich in 1908. And he was given a letter by this guy named Andrew Carnegie to go meet his friends and wrote the first ever formula for success. 
a hundred years later to the date in 2008, the Napoleon Hill family and surviving, you know, grandkids plus the foundation that bears his name gave me a very similar letter. Basically, it's a Willy Wonka ticket to meet anyone. So my full-time job is I travel the planet to meet the most powerful and influential people. And then I get to tell their stories in books and film. And recently I got to do a movie called Wish Man with a person from Australia who starred as the main character that I met up in Hollywood, but he's went on to blow it up. His name is Andrew Steele. And I got to tell you, one of the greatest gifts I've ever had. Well, I just on that, I, I've got to send my regards uh, and condolences. I know Frank uh, Shankwitz just passed away late last month in, in what will be January for those listening. The uh, the founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation of the movie was based on, if I'm not wrong. Oh, that's correct. And what's interesting is, you know, he. I asked him a question. I go, what's, you know, your wish? And he goes, well, no one asked me. I says, well, let me grant your wish. <laughs> she started Make-A-Wish. And he says, I just want my story to be told so my grandkids will know I did something. So he signed over his life rights and I said, I'll make it into a movie. Just know I've never made a movie, but he trusted and it took years and trials and tribulations, but came out last year and we made the final ballad for the Oscars, the Academy Awards. We didn't get the nomination, but we made the list of the ballad and it's trending on Netflix right now worldwide called Wishman. And again, the star is Andrew Steele from Australia who went all in. He flew out and hung out with Frank, went to his house, learned the mannerisms, dedicated an entire year of his life to practice this and did an outstanding role. It's amazing. I uh, I watched a speech that Frank uh, delivered about how the Make-A-Wish Foundation came about. Cause I'd, I'd never really, I heard of the organization, but I never knew about Frank. And, and from the moment I started watching it to the end of it, I was emotional. It's uh, such a powerful, amazing story. And I know we've bounced all over the place here, because I've, I've felt like I was a little bit rushed because I want to try and get all the all the goodness in here. But we'll just smooth it out for a second because I want to ask you a really important question. Seek counsel, not opinions. Can you explain that to us, please, Greg? Yeah, John Schwartz, the guy who created Super String Theory. If you ever watched The Big Bang Theory, the TV show, Sheldon was trying to figure it out. The person who did his name is John Schwartz. And he said, successful people seek counsel where failures listen to opinion. Opinions based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, inexperience, like your family, friends who've never done what you're about to venture upon. Counsels based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship, people have paved the way. If I went to a family friend and say I'm going to write a best-selling book, they might try to protect me to keep me safe, knowing I'm dyslexic and got a D in English, plus they've never written a best-selling book. If I go to Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul and sold a billion copies, he's going to say, Greg, sit down. Here's what you need to know and give you counsel based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. John Schwartz said, if we would spend our activity only seeking counsel and ignoring people's opinion, that's the day your life would change. What are some of your other favorite philosophies in life that you, you've been getting a lot of, a lot of value out of recently? Just surround yourself with people that are doing what you want to do. Don't reinvent the wheel. Everyone overcomplicates everything. It's just mind-boggling to me how excuse-filled this world is. A bunch of whining pansies. Stop. The, the answer is right there in front of you. Get off your ass, shut up, and do something. Because the universe will reward constant massive action. I'll give you an example. When I made Frank's movie, and people go, oh, it's easy for you. Listen. Everyone watching this, none of you have ever seen me before. You don't know who I am. And guess what? When I reached out, no one knew who I was either. So that take that off the thing. <laughs> and so what I did was I said, where do you start? 
So I said, well, I need someone to write a screenplay. So I ran an ad on a fancy website. Don't tell anyone about it because it's a secret website called Craigslist. (laughs) I just put $25 ad, guy answered it. He ended up writing the screenplay, directing the movie, helped produce it, and won all these awards worldwide. Stop making excuses. (laughs) It's right there in front of you, right? And I realized that's the thing that holds people back. Everyone has a bad case of the one size. That means I'm going to take action once I get the kids out of the house, once I get the big break. The best time to take action is the moment it strikes you because it's burning hot. Well, that was like that book that I wrote the, <laughs> that I read to you before. Um, speaking of surrounding yourself with amazing people, can you explain what is secret knock? Because I yeah. want in. Yeah. And we'd love to have you. So Secret Knock started where I was interviewing all these amazing human beings. And people said, how do I meet your friends? That was it. And so I said, well, I'll do this event in my living room. There was 12 people. And they said, do I need a ticket? And I go, no, just do the Secret Knock as a joke. Well, it went on to become a phenomenon where we became Forbes Magazine, Inc. Magazine's top you know, networking event for business leaders. And now we just do an incredible gathering once a year in San Diego. The next one's going to be in September and it's going to be amazing. I got to tell you, it's going to be phenomenal. Everyone is watching this. If you get a chance to go face-to-face, knees-to-knees with people who have actually accomplished what everyone else was talking about, you go all in. And the way it works is you go to secretknock.co and you fill out an application. You cannot give me money. You can't buy a ticket. You have to apply. Then someone calls you to make sure there's a good fit. Like, look, what value can we bring to you and what can you bring to our community? And then we accept you in. And it costs a lot of money to go. And we will not tell you where it is or who will be there. We just tell you the city, the state, the date, the time, that's it. And then right before the event, we send the registered guests the actual location so they can show up. And by doing that, it has been phenomenal. Like last time we brought President Vicente Fox from Mexico. He didn't want secret service. So, you know, we're up on stage and I go, Vicente, I go, let's start our interview easy and we'll work our way up. He goes, okay. I go, I understand you're building me and uh, Mr. Trump a wall. Thank you very much. He goes, ew, <laughs> and he freaked out. And then he started telling a story about how Condoleezza <laughs> Rice and Colin Powell went to his house with a little vial and tried to get him to go to war in Iraq against Saddam Hussein. And when you hear it right from the people who've done it, it's incredible. We did a private Skype with Edward Snowden while he's hiding in Russia all the way down to the greatest minds of our generation. So if you're watching this right now and say, I want to hang out with these people, here you go. You have no excuse. I'm taking that away. You go to secretknock.co, you register to come, we'll talk to you, makes a good fit, we'll bring you to the circle. I've got my discovery call happening uh, next Friday, Greg, which I'm very much looking forward to. The we, we have some mutual friends, one of which was uh, Les Brown, who I know has been a, a an amazing presenter at the Secret Knock uh, Foundation. I don't know how close you more, are. To more, more than that, he did the toast at my wedding. He baptized my son. Yeah, I kind of know the guy. Oh, <laughs> so you're real close. Yeah, yeah. This is is a is a is a is a father figure, brother figure, whatever you want to call it. He and I are like you know so close because his mentality is all about leaving the world 
better place than you found it. And he taught me the most incredible speaking tips and techniques that completely changed my career. I'll, I'll give you one since we're right here. I remember I was on stage one time when I was brand new and I go, what should I do different? So he's watching my presentation and I was doing my talk and he goes, look, silly. He goes, you're covering your face right here like this. He goes, what I do is I hold the microphone at the very end. And if you ever look at his things, you'll notice every picture. And he goes, this way I can talk I'm with the audience, but they're always connected with me because I'm never blocking my face. Simple little technique, but it changed the way I started doing things. And I remember one time I did a presentation and it was a standing ovation. I went, oh, thanks a lot. And I walked off stage and he was standing there. He goes, get your, get out there. I go, what? He goes, that's not for you. That's for the, get out there. And, and I, I was so uncomfortable, I just kind of like ran away. And then I watched him go up later and he got a standing ovation and he stood there and he went like this and he opened his hands and said, thank you, thank you, and accepted. And he comes back, he says, that applause wasn't for you. It was for them because you gave them so much value. You're honoring them and they're living in that moment so that it was all like a group hug. And I went, Phew. That's brilliant. Uh, Les, changed my life as well, Greg. He came on the podcast very early on and uh, we had a, a, a go to God moment, as he likes to call them, and uh, he's writing the foreword for my book and uh, we're working together with some other stuff as well. So uh, massive shout out and I'm so happy that you know Les because what breaks my heart, and I'm sure you find this from time to time, is when you say, do you know Les Brown? And they say, who? And you go, oh my God, how have you lived your life without having this wonderful man in your life? And, and I suppose, you know, the same would go for you as well, Greg. Like, I, I to be honest, I, I, I mean, I don't live in America. Um, well, but- wait, wait, I'll be very clear. I'm not very popular at home either. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a regular dude. Yeah, and it, it's interesting where a lot of these people in, in personal growth, um, oh, by the way, you know what the hardest part about personal growth is? that pesky growth part, right? But what happens <laughs> in my society over here is I'm busy doing stuff. I'm making movies and TV shows and writing books. So I don't have time to go out and brag about it and say, look how cool you are. You know, I, 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 I'm busy actually driving my car rather than taking pictures of me inside my car. So it, it's, it's just a different mindset and mentality. And in today's social media thing, you don't have to keep up with the Joneses. You know, you can just have to live up to your own example and surround yourself with the people you want to hang out with. Yeah, and it's uh, it's part of my own growth journey, which I've been very public about the the importance of being, you know, just the even the, this whole process of interviewing who, who I think are the most extraordinary people on the planet, you know, yourself included. Like the 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 value, the, the work, you know, the 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 book, the the content, which is very obviously based specifically on your life, uh, at least from what I can tell, is so invaluable to people and why isn't this stuff taught in schools no it's just not timing yet i think it should be everyone does but the fact of the matter is is schools are very systematic and it's regulated which is you know a horrible thing on the same note i think it's going to change look the fact of the matter is now everyone's been in lockdown everyone's learning different ways they're learning from they're realizing they didn't have to talk about certain things because they're cutting classes short i think we're going to see a different wave of uh, education moving forward which will be great and i think financial literacy is going to be part of it you know it's interesting you know again my son's just eight years old um, but you know i teach him all these different things rather than tell him what to do I haven't experienced it. So for example, I got him his own debit credit card. So he went as a kid 
And what happened is when he earns his money, it goes on that card so he can see what credits and debits look like. And when money runs out, how can he do more to fill it in? If you don't learn these things as an early age, how are you expected to know it as an adult? You know, when he started getting money as a kid, when he was a kid, he's still eight years old. I, I just don't think of it that way. But when, when he was younger, uh, at six, and his grandparents gave him money, he took it and dumped it into Bitcoin. The kid has got... I'm telling you right now, the kid's going to be a millionaire, multimillionaire by the time he's 18 years old because he just did things differently. And, and, and the way that I'm seeing the next generation, it's absolutely mind boggling what's possible. From your own uh, experience as an eight year old, how different are you and your son's lives in comparison? Not even the same ballpark. You know, I didn't have a father figure growing up. You know, mom was married and divorced quite a few times. And so I get to be the dad that, you know, I never had, so to speak. And it's so cool because, you know, I did a thing called the bucket list. I had 80 crazy items on there. Climb Mount Kilimanjaro, run with bulls, swim with sharks, carry the torch for the Olympics, the craziest things you could think of. And I accomplished them all. And when it was done, people said, well, you're going to make another list. And I said, no, nah. I go, I'm going to sit my son down and ask him what he wants. And we made his own bucket list and we started crossing those off. And I'm going to tell you right now, I get more enjoyment watching him get something that was important to, you know, his little goal than I would ever of mine. And by the way, this is him right here. Cool little kid. Right. And, and what's, what's really neat is to see his eyes light up. And I realize that I get more enjoyment helping other people achieve their goals and dreams than I ever did of mine. Well, that was my next question, Greg. What's the, what's next for you in your life? I think television is going to be the big thing. So I, I've, I've conquered, you know, I've done a movie and I'm doing another movie right now behind it. Uh, I've done stage, spoken at the Pentagon, United Nations, General Assembly for to the top corporations around the world, written 100 books, got a star, did all this stuff. But I haven't done mass media yet. And the reason why this is important is I realized okay, written a hundred books or been part of these projects. And let's say it's impacted the lives of a few million people, which is phenomenal. My movie, Just One Wish Man, has impacted the lives of tens of millions of people in only one motion. And I'm going, all right, well, if I could do television and start doing some really cool shows that are inspirational, educational, and out of the normal norm, maybe I can impact the lives of many, many people around the globe. So that, that'll be the next test. Now, you, you've got a pilot that I watched um, which I can only assume has been put on the back burner because of what's happened with COVID. What's the TV show called? Yeah, it's called Wake Up and Crush It. And that was, you know, the pilot. And now I'm working on shopping it. Actually, we just got picked up on the, uh, I think it's the Veteran Channel, just started airing it now. And I'm, I'm going to just keep working with this as soon as things open up and we can start filming more. Uh, I'm going to go to, you know, how making that show a reality. I just think it's really cool because the average person, doesn't have access like you and I, and I want to give them that access. That's what secret knocks about. Literally. Look, if you have a brand new clothing line idea, well, imagine coming to secret knock and having tacos with the guy who started Ugg boots out of Australia. If you have an idea for an invention, imagine splitting a beer or a cocktail with the guy who created the magnetic strip on the back of a credit card. Imagine, I mean, what would it be like if you actually hung out with the people who have done what everyone else is talking about? And that's what this event is all about. So I just want to get people more in the sphere so I can share my friends with them to take away the excuses. I love the concept because, I mean, the mainstream uh, TV media, at least, 
will be a, a, a section of the market that probably don't do a lot of this periphery stuff, a lot of the self-development stuff. So you can get in there and crowbar this amazing message in there. Um, Matthew McConaughey, you've met the man, you've spent time with the man from what I can tell. I already thought he was really cool and he's just getting cooler. What can you tell us about the great man? Oh, he was uh, beyond cool. It was really interesting. I was interviewing him at this uh, gala. There's a picture of him up there on the wall right there. And it was interesting when we're, we're, we're going out on before stage, I said, hey, Matthew, I go, here's some of the questions I'm going to ask you um, during our interview after he did an acceptance speech for this award. He goes, sounds great, Greg. We're all dialed in. And all he goes out on the podium. He gets his award. And he basically said everything <laughs> that I was going to ask him on the questions, like I said, it was in a subconscious mind. So <laughs> I'm like, come on, those are all my questions, right? So then we, right afterwards, we sit down in a chair and I just threw away my paper and we just won it and had a great time. But it was really, really fun to, uh, you know, sit down and go face to face with some of these people because they're the nicest people. Now, look, a lot of the agents and their handlers, they're tough because they're protecting them, but the actual celebrity themselves are phenomenal. Have you been able to convince Matthew to come and do a film with you? Not yet, uh, but I am in contact with some amazing people. I'll give you an example. The, some of the folks that are coming to the Secret Knock, we're going to do a gala on the last night. It's a red carpet, you know, fancy tuxedo thing with celebrity and things of this nature. Um, I, I can't say who's going to be there, but I will say you want to be there. It's it's it's, it's going to be absolutely incredible, and especially for a guy like you with the podcast you, in one one three-day event, you're going to have enough people for a whole year of famous faces to uh, to be able to interview moving forward. Well, I, I tell you what, I don't know uh, what the movements around the world, I'm, I'm really hoping to get to the US. I've, I've made some really amazing uh, friends and connections there over the last um, 12 months. And, and I loved my time in the US as well. I've been there a couple of times, not to San Diego yet, uh, but I'm very, very excited for the prospect. Uh, Sharon Lecter, who is the co-author of the uh, three, feet, three Feet from Gold, from what I can tell in the book, she was like part of that pivotal uh, putting together of the book and getting all the language and everything spot on. Is she someone that you'd recommend that I may be involved with my Bet On You project, my oh, book? Yeah, 100%. In fact, when we're done, uh, just send me a text. I'll do a direct introduction and you're going to be set and good to go. And and that's what we're all about is not talking about things or paying VIP and all this garbage. We pull out the cell phone, go, here you go. And now you're connected and there you go. So that way you got these connections and you can move forward uh, exponentially. For those of you who don't know Sharon Lecter, she wrote a book with a guy named Robert Kiyosaki called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then afterwards, her and I wrote Three Feet from Gold. Uh, success in something greater. Uh, she did Outwitting the Devil. We did a bunch of books uh, together and individually, and is an amazing human being to know, especially when it comes down to literature and uh, financial literacy. There's there's no one quite like her. And, and as you're saying that, I'm getting a little aha to, to share a story. You know, one of my favorite interviews I did through Three Feet from Gold, since we're talking about that project, was a guy named Evander Holyfield. He's an old boxing legend and he won more heavyweight championships. And I go, how did you do it? And he said, I have a higher standard. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, in sports, I showed up early. I left late. I invented exercises. I had a higher standard and I won more championships. He goes, where could you be in your own business if you raised your standard? I said, but didn't it hurt being in a fight? 
says, yeah. He goes, but when you're in a fight, you don't focus on the pain. You don't focus on the blows. As soon as you focus on the pain, you end up on your back knocked out. But that's what people do outside the ring. They focus on gas prices, war, economy. And then they wonder why they never become a champion. And he pulled me in tight. This Adonis of a man missing half an ear bitten off by Tyson. <laughs> he says, the funny thing is, he goes, when you do win the championship, he says, everyone comes to their feet and they chant your name. They raise your hand in victory and they put a big shiny belt around your waist. He said, at that moment and at that second, you don't feel even one of the punches you took along the journey. But the guy in the losing locker room will have every bruise and every excuse for the rest of their life wishing they had a higher standard. And the only thing I can say that separates the most successful people on the planet to those who don't accomplish it, they don't listen to the bad case of the one size. They're always seeking counsel and they take action the moment it strikes. Amazing. Brilliant. Where can we find you, Greg? Uh, I'm all over the place. But if you want to talk to me individually, go to Instagram, Greg S. Reed. DM me. My only request is, look, if you want to talk about some business or you ask for a cool book or you need a contact, reach out to me. I don't like to talk about the weather, the kids, what you had for dinner, none of small talk. And But if you have something direct, get to me and I promise I'll get back to you personally and direct. Brilliant. Um, you've got an amazing resource in your website as well. Greg, where can people find you? Yeah, Greg. At, or What is my website? It's gregreed.com. It's my name. <laughs> Before we wrap this up, do you have any concluding thoughts? Yeah, I do. I want to share one more message if you're good with it. And, and only because I, I Please think- do. I, I got a chance to meet Steve Wozniak, the guy who created Apple. Um, and, 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 you know, Jobs was a sales person, the face behind it and the marketing brand. But the guy who actually created all the stuff was Steve Wozniak. And I said, how did you guys have so much success? And he says, we embraced our lack. I go, what do you mean? He goes, where everyone else sees what they don't have and they run away from it out of fear, we ran toward it. He said, when these little microchip processors came out, they were so expensive we had no money. We could only afford one chip. He goes, Job sold his car. I sold my calculator. We pulled our money to buy one of these little thingamajoobs. He goes, what's interesting is Hewlett Packard would make machines that go from point A to B, and they had 20 chips. They had all the money of God. So I'd pull away five and figure out A to B with 15. I'd pull away five, get to work with 10. Eventually went from A to B using our one chip. He goes, we were not trying to be innovative or cool or aerodynamic. We could afford one chip, but uh, by embracing that as an opportunity, I found the shortest, cleanest path. And by doing that, we changed the way people do personal computing for the rest of the world, for the rest of their life. He says, where could you be in your own life and business? If you stop looking at something as your greatest challenge and obstacle, but it could just be your greatest blessing and opportunity in disguise. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Greg Reed. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available and not only just bring them on but to develop relationships with them that build into know like and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire you'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience 
go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.